Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. It's so great to see everyone here. And if you're a first-time guest, we just want to welcome you this morning by being here as well. And uh, so happy Easter. You turn your neighbors to happy Easter. And this is the day that we celebrate uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so we're pumped that on a good Friday, he died on the cross, but three days later, he rose again. And just to really emphasize, we do have an Easter egg hunt after this worship experience, as well as grill and chill next week. Some kids are going, where's the inflatables? And I'm saying, that's, that's next week. And any men here, you like hot dogs and tacos? Nobody, all right. It's just like, like should I go like hummus and gluten-free? Will I, will I get a better response for that? And uh, so we have that next week. We would love for you to join us. We've been in a series this month called Jesus Stories. And we've been looking at stories of Jesus and the stories that Jesus told. And we're finding ourselves in those stories. We're placing ourselves in the stories that Jesus told. And so today I'm going to jump right in because I'm excited. We had an amazing 9.30 a.m. service, and now we're going to have a great experience now. And so if you got your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4. And if you didn't bring your Bibles, you can go on, on your, uh, your device, whether it's a Droid or an iPhone. You can download that Bible app, or I even say, check out on Facebook and uh, just tweet this message as we go along. But you can watch along on the screens. You guys ready? And just so you know, I'm a feedback preacher, all right? I'm hard of hearing. I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. But feel free to say, all right, okay, come on, somebody. And we're going to go into Mark chapter 4, verse 35. You guys ready? That was good. I like that. Yeah, all right. So Mark chapter 4, verse 35. On that day, when evening has come. So here's Jesus. And Jesus was doing miracles. Jesus was healing the sick. Jesus was teaching a crowd of people. And it says this, on the evening, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. Say other side. Let's go across to the other side. He's leaving the crowd. He's leaving the crowd. They took him with them in the boat. Now, sometimes you want to go to the other side. We got to leave the crowd. We got to take Jesus with him as he was and other into the boat, just as he was and other boats were with him. Then a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But Jesus, he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. I love that. Now, how many know that if you're Jesus, you're in complete control? That when you're in complete control, you've got peace in your life. That here's Jesus at the stern of the boat, that the winds and waves are tossing, and he's down there. I love this, even this Bible says, he's with a piece, he's got a pillow, all right? He's just chilling out. And here's what the disciples said they woke him up, and they said, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Do you not care that we're perishing? I do this almost every time I'm on an airplane, all right? Turbulence hits. Teacher, do you not care that I'm perishing? And this is what Jesus says. He said to them, why are you still? Oh, he walked and rebuked the wind, excuse me. And he said to the sea, peace, be still. Peace, be still. And the wind ceased. Now, how many know I wish Jesus would do that in the Las Vegas wind sometimes, all right? Like, calm down. Just relax. But here's my prayer today. 
That, that today is Resurrection Sunday. Today is the day we celebrate what Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago. But my prayer today is that Jesus looks in the storm of your life right now and he says, peace, be still. That I'm in control. That I have you here for a reason. I have you here on purpose, for a purpose. That God's going to begin to calm the storms in our life. That's a good place to say amen, all right? That's some good stuff right there. And so there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Now, many times, it all depends on how you read this. Many times we think Jesus is going, you got no faith? What's wrong with you? You got 99 problems, but you got no faith. But that's not what he's saying. He says, let's grow our faith. Why are you so afraid? You still have no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who is this that even the winds, the wind and the sea obey him? Now, that's my prayer as I walk through this relationship with Jesus Christ. As I begin to see Jesus do miracles, even in this day and age, as I see Jesus begin to do the miracles of what he's done here, what he's done in my life, the miracles and testimonies that I hear from stories of those that go to Avenue, stories of friends that go to great churches, that I want to always be in in amazement of what Jesus does and say, who is this that even the winds and the seas obey him? Amen? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word. God, I pray that we're going to have a great day today, Father. But I pray that we celebrate Easter today. That, Father, I'm so grateful that 2,000 years ago you died on a cross, but three days later you rose again. That, Father, you did it for us on April 16, 2017. That you did it for us, Father. That, God, I pray today to help us to go to the other side. That, Father, I pray for healing today. God, I pray for peace today. And, Father, I pray that today... We will celebrate in Jesus' name. And everybody shout it. Amen. Now, I've been married for 10 years this fall. And I was married to my beautiful wife, Pastor Lindsay, who is hosting in just a moment. And we've been married for 10 years. Now, when we were dating, one of the things I really loved about her was she was pretty competitive. All right? She's a competitive person. And so, I, a, 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 and so anytime we, we were to play a game, Anytime we were to have a, 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 you know, some sort of competitive competition. Now, understand, she's competitive, but she's also smart, all right? I couldn't trick her. Like, first person to do the dishes wins. That didn't work, all right? But she was very competitive. And so anytime I was on, you know, we would play something, I would say, you know what? I need to be on her side because her side is always the winning side. That she'll kill, steal, and destroy in order to win. She'll do whatever it takes. She's competitive, all right? So don't do the Easter egg hunt, baby. I love you, okay? But when we got married, we moved into our, our, our first home together. And that was kind of cute, you know? I was like, here's my wife. I, you know, we, we got married, went on a honeymoon, we came back, and I decided to have some fun with my wife. And so one morning, she was in the shower. I mean, know where I'm going with this. She was in the shower, and I got a big cup of, of, of cold water, and I snuck into the bathroom, all right? And deaf people aren't quiet, so that was a miracle in itself. And I went into the shower, and I baptized her, all right? I said, hallelujah. And she went, ah, scream. And I'm like, yeah, that oldest trick in the book, right? Well, I know she's competitive. So it was my turn to take a shower. I thought about skipping that day, too. Maybe I should. But I got in the shower, and I was on guard, all right? I was watching up above. I was looking every now and then to see if my wife's going to show up. And we had a sliding door then, so I'd look at the door, and I would hurry. Took the quickest shower in my life. 
I turned the water off and said, she didn't get me back. She's losing her edge, all right? And so right when I opened the shower curtain to grab my towel, our bathroom had a sliding door. She opened it up, and she had a garden hose. Yeah, yeah, keep clapping. And so with that garden hose, she hosed me down like I was a prisoner. She just took me down. But not only that, the hose got caught. And so when the hose got caught, she started to wash the entire bathroom. The walls, the toilet, the bathtub, she cleaned everything out. And I'm going, Lindsay! What happened was I was taking a shower. She opened the master bedroom window. She took the garden hose over our master bed and proceeded to open the door and hose me down. Now, when I told you that story, some of you were on my side, but most of you were on her side. Because I see the gigglers, I hear you. But I'm here to tell you that this morning, that I've seen many of us take sides. I've noticed that more often than not, that the side that we're on, we deem it as the winning day and age. That, you know what, I'm on the right side. See, here in this culture, in this day and age that we live in, I've seen us take sides, whether it's sports teams, the Raiders, anybody? Again, I know. The Bears, how about the Patriots and the Falcons? I've seen political parties take sides whether it's Republican or Democratic or Independent or I don't know what you're talking about, Cy. I've seen many of us take sides on The Bachelorette. I'm taking her side. I'm taking that guy's side. But many of us, we take sides. I want you to know that whatever side you take, that I want to begin to articulate that there's a gospel presentation that I want to give to you today. That I want to talk to you those today that you don't like your side that you're on. That you feel like you're on the losing side. You feel like that every day you wake up and say, I don't have a purpose. I don't have a destiny in my life. That I'm tired of feeling like I'm failing. I'm tired of feeling like I need to move from somewhere. I need to take a step. I'm here to tell you today you're in the right place. You're in the right church. That people have joined this church simply because we're a new church. And I love that. They say, I want to join this church because I need a fresh start. I need a new beginning. So what more amazing thing than to join a brand new church to have a brand new start. But I'm here to tell you, if we're 5 years old or if we're 10 years old, this will always be a place where people can have new beginnings, where people can have a fresh start. That's a good place to say, all right. I'll calm down. I had a lot of fun this last service. I'll try to calm down, all right? I know it's 11. Some of you guys just woke up a little bit. I get it. But here's what we're going to go through today, that we called our church Avenue Church. And that means we want to make a way for people to know Jesus and to experience life. That we've seen Jesus make a way. And through this church, through this building, through this facilities, that even a year ago, that we saw Jesus make a way for people to go from This place of no purpose, a place of no hope. I'm not serving anywhere. And we've seen people cross over to the other side. And they say, you know what? I was created on purpose and for a purpose and with a purpose. And that's what we call the A-team. That when you go through a growth track, you begin to know God and find freedom. But you begin to discover your purpose and make a difference. 
It's been a powerful thing to see people cross over to the other side. That everything you see today is because people have discovered their gifts and they're using it in a way to make people to know is help Jesus. So if you're taking notes today, the title of my message today for Easter Sunday is Hello from the Other Side. Hello from the Other Side. That Yes, that is an Adele song. Calm down, all right? Hello, it's me. I've called a thousand times. I don't know why you won't pick up the... No. But she wrote this song, and when she wrote this song, you know how artists sometimes change their minds, that you know what, it's going to be about this breakup, or it's going to be about me going on to the other side. But in one particular interview, she wrote down that she wrote this song because she wanted to express, I am still here. I am still here. Hello from the other side. I've made it. I've achieved it. I'm on the other side. So my, my prayer for you today is to let you know that you're still here. No matter if you're in the storm, no matter if you're in a world of heartache, that God still has you here on purpose and for a purpose in Jesus' name. So let's go back to our scripture. It says this, On that day, when the evening had come, he said to his disciples, Let us go across to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took with him Jesus and the disciples in the boat, just as he was. Now, I've learned that. I have grew up in church. And we are a life-giving church. And be part of it being a life-giving church is we're kingdom-minded. We love to support churches here in the Las Vegas Valley. That we love churches that are being planted. That through your giving, we give and help churches start all across this country. But I want to share with you that as I grew up, I was always realized that, you know what, if you went to church, you're on the right side. But then if you didn't go to church, you're on the wrong side. And so if you wanted to go from wrong side into the right side, you had to do all the right things. Okay, come on in, welcome to church, and, and, and you're, you're wrong, you're bad. So I'm going to take you and you accept Jesus. And when you accept Jesus, you need to stop doing this, stop doing that. you got all these rules. We're going to do this, and we're going to change this, and we need to change your behavior. You see, when the disciples were with Jesus, Jesus said, hey, guys, we're going to go to the other side. We're going to leave the crowd. We're going to leave this comfort, and we're going to go across this lake, and we're going to go to a place called Decapolis. Now, begin to study that out. Decapolis was a place where pagan worship occurred. Decapolis was a place where there was a man possessed by a demon. Decapolis was a place that these people didn't cross over to go to. And so here's Jesus. He said, no, 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 no. We're not going to go from, from side and go to the wrong side. I want you to understand that this morning that Jesus went from this side to the wrong side because he wanted to make the wrong side his side. He wanted to make it his side. He said, I didn't just die for this side. I also died for this side. I didn't just resurrect for this side, but hello, I resurrected also for this side. That grace covers both sides. And so he takes the disciples over, and he says, I need you to understand that not only is it great here, but it's also good over here, because you never know what Jesus can do. The miracles he can perform, the healings that could take place, 
that you never know every single person you encounter that you meet. We have information that could change their lives forever. But he went to the wrong side to make it his side. But I want you to know this morning that with Jesus, no distance is too great. No distance is too great. In Isaiah 59, verse 1, it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor is his ear dull that he cannot hear. That our God is a God who's within reach. Our Savior, our Jesus, is someone that says, I'll go the distance for you. I'll get on a boat and go through a storm and sleep with my cushion, but I will get to the other side. That no one is here by accident. That I am amazed at what God is doing here at Avenue Church. I'm amazed that last service was packed and this service is, is full. I'm amazed that Jesus will begin to move around the chess pieces on our behalf, even behind our backs. That if you're here and this is your first time, you could be sitting here going, how in the world did I get here? I'm here to tell you it is not by accident. That God is positioning things in your life for you, in order for you to hear the good news. But I even want to take it a step further. That there's some individuals in this room today you, hear, you keep hearing the gospel message. You keep hearing about the good news. And I'm here to tell you that until you believe, until you receive, that God's going to keep, keep making a way. He's going to keep getting you to hear that good news. He's going to do what he can with an outstretched arm to begin to connect with you and begin to heal you. That I met someone who uh, joined our growth track and she told me, she, see, I'm doing good, huh? I met someone at growth track. And she said, I, she woke up one day and she told me, I just, I had to go to church. I don't know what it was, but I just had to go to church. So she went outside her house and she told me she just started walking. And she ended up walking down Buffalo and made her way to 6050 South Buffalo on a Sunday morning. Saw our avenue flags, and she walked in here, sat in a service, and then went to grow track, and now she is serving on our A-team. Why? God will go the distance for you. But also, there's no storm that he cannot calm. Then in Mark chapter 4, verse 39, he awoke and he rebuked the winds and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. I'm here to tell you that whatever the devil intended for evil, I want you to know we serve a good God who makes good things happen. But whatever the devil's intended for evil, God will turn it around for good. That God will speak to the storms in your life. That I've realized that when I'm in a storm, I begin to realize that I am no longer in control, but I need to trust him. To say, God, ye I walk through the valley I will fear no evil. Ye, I will go through it. And if I trust you, I know I will get through it. That I know you have a plan and a purpose for my life. So God, I ask you to calm my storm. I ask you to speak to my situation and heal it and restore it in Jesus' name. He will get you through that storm. But also there is no sin too great. To forgive. 
Now here's Jesus. He said, I need to go to the other side, to a place called Decapolis. Because what happens in Decapolis stays in Decapolis. The disciples were just blown away. And he said, let's go. Because there is no sin too great to forgive. In John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, it says, if we confess our sins, and we can do that today right in our seats. We can do, we can do that today with our eyes closed and our head bowed and say, Jesus, I confess my sins. For you are faithful and just, and you'll forgive us of our sins, and you will cleanse us from all. Say all. You'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you understand that when you say, Jesus, I have this sin in my life, Jesus doesn't go, oh, that's pretty messed up. That's pretty big. Let's go through a recovery here. Jesus says, no, I will forgive you of all your unrighteousness. Let's walk on a path to healing. Let's walk on a path called faith in Jesus' name. I love water baptisms. This last, we do water baptisms every second Sunday. And we have a tank over here, and these past two times we've done it. We're eight weeks old as a church, nine weeks old as a church, ten weeks old as a church. Thank you, honey. We're ten weeks old. And the first two times we did water baptisms, we had one person that was planned, but we had what we call spontaneous baptisms where people got out of their seats and they went right into that tank. And the reason why we get water baptized is because it represents no sin is too great. And when we come out of that water, it represents a new birth, a new life in Jesus Christ. And in the olden days, they used to wear old garments, and they would wear white underneath their garments. And they would get baptized in a river, and they would take off the old dirty garments and let it float down the river to say, you know what? My sin is no longer here. My sin is now gone in Jesus' name. There is no sin too great for our Savior to forgive. Amen? But that Jesus wants to take you to the other side. Now, I begin to open this message with there's a good side and there's a wrong side. But I want to tell you that Jesus didn't say there's a good side and there's a wrong side. That our Savior came to this earth and he said there's simply a death side and a side of life. That when someone walks through these doors at Avenue Church every single Sunday, that if we're living in sin and we haven't believed in Jesus, because all of us were born as sinners saved by grace, that we're living in sin, we say, God, I want to find a way to find fulfillment. How can I find fulfillment by this relationship, by this success, by this uh, area? Father, I need to find fulfillment in my life. And I've found more often than not, we will achieve it, we will climb it, we will grab it, and we will do whatever it takes but after we get it, we're no longer happy. We no longer find fulfillment. That when we go from death, but we accept Jesus, he takes us into life. A life of hope. A life of purpose. A life of joy. In John chapter 11, verse 25, it says, I am the resurrection. This is Jesus speaking. I am the resurrection, and I am the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives, believes in me, shall never die. That when we accept Jesus, he begins to resurrect us. 
that yes, when we die, there's a heaven and a hell. But when we accept him today, we go from death into life. We begin to uh, jump into a life of joy and peace. We can say hello from the other side. Now, can I show you what life is like in the Father? That life is waking up every day with purpose. Life is waking up every day without guilt, without shame. That life is, is, is in the Father. It's having joy in your life. Where people look at you and go, why are you so happy? What is so different about you? Because Jesus lives in me. And he is the resurrection. And he is the life. That 2,000 years ago, he died on a cross. In three days, he rose again. And he did it so that we may have life. That he paid the price for the penalty of death. That you know, I, I'm an Apple guy, and last week I talked about an Android, and I got some hate mail on that. So we got some Android users in here. And that's okay. We love you. You're on the death side. It's all right. <laughs> I like Apple products and iPhone and whatnot. But I really wanted an Apple Watch. And so I was, I was looking at, you know, I didn't want to pay for it. How many of you know what I'm talking about, right? I want that, but I want it for free. Can we do that? But I didn't want to pay for it because I was just, you know, will, will, will this be necessary? So I found I'm going to do a bunch of, like, these little, like, contests. So whoever tweets the best tweet will pick it out, a random selection, and you win an Apple Watch. Or if you put your business card over here and we pick your business card out, you get an Apple Watch. So I was doing some of these contests, and I was doing them online, and just a little, they, 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 send, they send you a lot of spam after you do that, by the way. And so I sent all these contests out, and I never won the reward of an Apple Watch. But this last fall, it was my birthday, and it was, a gift was gave, given to me. And when I opened that gift, it was an Apple Watch. I was surprised, I was blown away, I was, I mean, even a little embarrassed, like, like this, is, this is an amazing gift. But let me tell you about something. That if I would have gotten an Apple Watch as a reward, I could have said, hey, I won this. I, I gave the best tweet. Or the, the hand of God moved all those business cards in that, tiny little, in that tiny little jar, and they picked my business card out, and I won the Apple Watch. But I got to tell you, it was so amazing to receive a gift to say, we want to give you something, not because you've done something, because we know you want it. That when Jesus died on a cross 2,000 years ago, with his nails in his hands, nails in his feet, a crown of thorns on his head, when he breathed his last breath and he died on that cross, that three days later, he rose again, and he said, I've made salvation. It's not a reward. It's not something that you can achieve. Salvation is not something, you, hey, if I'm on this side, and I do all the right things, I can be saved. If I'm on this side, and I say, you know what, I, I've done all the, I'm a good person. I, no longer, I, I now have salvation as my reward. And Jesus said, that's not how it works. That salvation is a gift that is given freely. That a, a reward implies that you've earned it. A gift shows that you're worth it. A reward implies that you've earned it. 
But a gift shows that you're worth it. You're worth it. Doesn't matter what side you're on, you're worth it. That salvation is a reward, but salvation is a gift. That he paid the penalty of death, and he gave us the gift of life. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 states that God saved you by his grace. God saved us by his grace. That when we believed, you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. That salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. We can do all the good things, but it's accepting him gives us that gift. So none can boast about it. I have a five-year-old son, and uh, he's actually a little bunny out there in the lobby. He wanted to celebrate Easter by being a bunny. But my wife and I, our story is that Levi was such a gift to us because our story is we have miscarriages. And so with that, we got pregnant. We were real cautious, going, I, I don't know, you know, should we celebrate yet? Should we be excited? I don't want to be let down again. And so we prayed that he would be a healthy baby. My wife prayed he'd be healthy. I prayed he'd be good looking. Like, please, Lord, <laughs> make him look like mom. And so our son came the full term, and our son came out. I remember when she was laying there, and our son came out. I looked at her and said, I'm tired, man. I, this was exhausting. But we took our beautiful gift home. And when we took him home, we enjoyed him for a week. And towards about a week, he got sick, got lethargic, went eat. So we took him to our pediatrician, and we said, what's wrong with him? And she did a few things, and she looked at us and said, take him to the ER now. So fear struck us. We were terrified, so we drove to the hospital, to the ER, told him what's going on, had the pediatrician note. And we were there for about 12, 13 hours doing tests, doing different things like that. And our beautiful one-week-old baby's just on this bed in a hospital room. Now, my story is I have, I'm hard of hearing. I'm deaf in this year, and I'm 60% deaf in this year. When I was 18 months old, I had spinal meningitis, and they found that out by doing a spinal tap. So when I had spinal meningitis, I was in a coma for three days. But the third day, I rose again. It's good, huh? You guys are messed up. I'm hearing my entire life. But because of that, I had to deal with hearing my entire life. So the doctors told me we need to do a spinal tap to see what's wrong with him. And for me, that struck a chord saying, God is my son going to grow up deaf. God is my son going to live. I remember I told the doctor, because I was there, I was tired, I was upset. And I told him, I said, you will not do a spinal tap. I said, well, I'm going to take my baby boy and I'm going to go home. And the doctor looked at me and I thank him to this day. But he said, if you leave here, your son will die. How many know as a pastor, I want to punch him out. You know, I want to lay hands on him. So come at me, bro. But we took him up to his room. I remember the heartache we felt that night with my son laying there with tubes all hooked up in him. And we began to just say, Jesus, no matter what happens, 
Will you heal him? Will you touch him? Can we have a baby boy in our life? But no matter what happens, I'm not going to walk away with my relationship from him. As we prayed over my son that week, people came by and laid hands on him and prayed with him. And i got to tell you, there's nothing more as a father than for me to say, you know what, he's sick. He's just a baby. Can I, be, can I hurt for you? Can we exchange places? Then I want him to be well. Let me stand in that gap for him. And during that week, he began to get better and better. And even the doctor, we had a great doctor, but the doctor came to our room and he made a joke. He said, hey, when your son turns 16 and he wants a new car, he said, take the bill out and then go, there's your car. And we laughed, ha ha. And then we thought, oh, you're serious. Wow. But let me tell you this, that no bill would have been too much for my son. No price would have been too high for my son. But the Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. But our Savior came down, and he paid that price so that we don't have to today. That that's something we celebrate. And let me tell you this, when my son was better, we took him to my in-law's house, and we celebrated. We celebrated. We celebrated that he was well. We celebrated that he was with us, and we ate too. There's food there. We like food. But we celebrated. Will you give us a reason again to celebrate this morning of what Jesus has done for you and I? But the greatest gift is the gift of salvation. For me, I love seeing people go from death into life. And my prayer today is for every single person to walk out of these doors to say hello from the other side. Hello from the other side. I no longer live in death, but now I live in life, eternal life, a life of purpose, a life of joy, and a life of peace. Will you stand with me this morning? I got to hurry because we got some Easter egg hunts to do in a minute. But will you leave the crowds today and will you go with Jesus to the other side? That 2,000 years ago, he died on a cross for you and I. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to ask you to pray this prayer together. Every single one of us. And I cannot wait to see what God does. But every head bowed, every eye closed, just for privacy, repeat this after me. Every single person say, Dear Jesus, I need you in my life. I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. Please come into my life and make me a new person inside. I accept your free gift of salvation. Today, I am saved. 
I'm a child of God. Hello from the other side. Hello from the other side. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now here's what's going to really make my day. If you prayed that prayer and you prayed it for the first time, I want you to raise your hand. If we want to celebrate you, just raise a hand to say, I prayed that prayer for the first time. I prayed that prayer for the first time. Come on. I got to tell you this. Here at Avenue Church, we celebrate. Because I'm, I'm the, any, anytime you have a birthday, all right, so let's say I'm 25. Yeah, I'm 25. And it's my birthday. I go from 25 to 26. I go from this side of age to the other side. What happens? Give me a gift, right? Hook it up. I'm registered at Target. If there's New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve shows up. It's 2017, and we're going to celebrate 321 down to 2018. We celebrate, right? Give me a gift. Give me a kiss. Because it's New Year's Eve. Do you know the greatest cause for celebration is the gift of salvation? It's those hands that went up that we celebrate what God has done. We celebrate that he died and he rose again for you and I today. Now what we're going to do together, we celebrate together. Because I cannot tell you how pumped I am, how excited I am. But here's what we're going to do. I know this is church. I'm going to count to three, and we're going to celebrate. We're going to lift our hands. We're going to shout. But here's, here's the, I don't want this to happen. One, two, three. Praise the Lord. I've seen some of y'all at the nightclub. Hello. Now, I know I'm white, but I can shake it a little bit. They call me coffee, all right? Some of you go, I don't know what he's talking about. I have no idea. I've seen you at birthday parties. We celebrate together what Jesus has done. So on the count of three, we're going to lift our voices. On the count of three, we're going to celebrate Resurrection Sunday. On the count of three, our team's going to help us. I need help, Terry. All right? I need help. But we're going to celebrate. You ready? One. Let's celebrate what Jesus has done today. Two. Are you guys ready? Three! Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message.